Guys and gals, we got to talk about movies that scream sequel. Now, I think you'll all agree that these movies at the end left you kind of hanging and absolutely demanded, screamed, please make a sequel. And they never did. And they might never will. So um, in no particular order, let's just talk through these. The Iron Giant. The Iron Giant, great animated classic. I've talked about this a lot here recently, too. Uh, We're going to see the Iron Giant appear in the new movie, Ready Player One, directed by Steven Spielberg. And this is a great animated motion picture about this giant robot from outer space that's sent to destroy the Earth, but instead becomes a champion and a hero especially to save this boy named Hogarth and Hogarth's town. He's destroyed by a nuclear blast. Spoiler alert! Sorry. But the last thing we see in the movie is the radio signal going out from his detached head and far, far away, one of his hands picks up the single signal and starts crawling towards the signal. And we seen in earlier in the movie that his body has the ability to reassemble itself um, remote controlled and so it ends with him going to be reassembled and there was never any sequel we have no idea what the next story is and that's a real real shame because if there's ever any movie that deserves a sequel it's the Iron Giant It's beautifully animated by Don Bluth Studios. Great story, great cast, and it's pure diesel punk. It takes place in 1957, and uh, it centers around the cultural shift that happened at the punctuated end of the diesel era because it starts with the launch of Sputnik, and it was Sputnik that punctuated the end of the diesel era. So for me, the Iron Giant is like that... um, that bookend for the diesel punk timeline. If you don't know what diesel punk is, that's okay. You're a new listener, maybe you've not heard us talk about diesel punk. It is the mashup of the aesthetics, style, art, and culture of the 1920s through the 1950s, 57, mashed up with contemporary or future science fiction, fantasy, alternate history, magic, something that turns history on its side and makes it not, you know, true history, alternative history. And um, that comes in a lot of different forms. And then it has punk. It has a countercultural 
uh, kind of uh, theme to it, a push against the status quo or the authority, uh, the authority, um, a push against authoritarianism, uh, celebration of the anti-hero, and in the Iron Giant, the push against the authority is against the U.S. government, the FBI, NSA, and the military to uh, save the Iron Giant. All right. Um, up next, this is not a diesel punk movie, but it is a great science fiction movie and a great coming-of-age adventure film, and that is The Last Starfighter. You guys remember in The Last Starfighter, he defeats the Armada, and he is the last one. And he, uh, he is tasked with rebuilding the... Uh, the Starfighter Corps, and uh, what what was the character's name? Ro- was it Roger? I can't remember. Someone will email me and, and remind me. And it's a shame I have this on Blu-ray. I watched it uh, not long ago. But you remember he takes his girlfriend Maggie, and they they fly back off to the stars. She goes with him to rebuild the Starfighter Corps, and. Um, that's that, that we think that's the end and then his little brother goes and jumps up on the starfighter training video game and he puts in the quarter and you hear welcome starfighter and and this was a video game that was created by the character of Centauri played by Robert Preston in his final role by the way to recruit potential starfighters around the galaxy it was a simulator uh, in the form of a video game great concept really great movie the special effects computer animation the cgi doesn't really hold up that much if there's a movie screaming for a a lucas treatment a reissue a tweaking it is definitely the last starfighter because its special effects could definitely use an upgrade um but the rest of the story has never been told we don't know what happened after he left and his little brother started, uh, you know, training on the simulator. If ever there was a movie that needs a sequel, it's The Last Starfighter. Next on my list is maybe one of my, it is definitely my favorite Western of all time. And it is the number one movie on my list of underrated movies. And you can go back and listen to a previous podcast, I believe, I go through my top five underrated movies, and this is number one. It's Silverado. Kevin Costner, Scott Glenn, um, Kevin Kline, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, um, who else? Um, Oh, oh, uh, uh, Danny Glover, um, Rosanna Arquette, uh, Helen, not Helen Hunt, um, Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Brian Dennehy, star-studded cast, great straightforward, kind of three musketeers in the West storyline. And it's a thrill ride, you know, through the end. And at the very end, uh, the two brothers, played by Scott Glenn and uh, Kevin Costner, they're riding off because they had only passed through Silverado on their way to California to see their sister and her husband and their nephew and 
they're they're heading on out to California, and as they're riding off into the sunset over the mountains, Kevin Costner leans back over his shoulder and says, "We'll be back." And they never did. They never came back. There should have been a sequel, Return to Silverado. Five years later, ten years later, heck, I would have given them twenty years later. Now it's too late. The the Scott Glenn. God bless him. You've seen him on Daredevil. He does stick okay, but I I don't think he's long for this world. He does not look good to me. I don't know. Maybe they still could do it. Maybe maybe it's in development. Who knows? Who knows? But um, if ever there was a movie that screamed, make a sequel, it was Silverado. Now, the next one, I was kind of... Uh, unsure whether I should put this on here or not but after I watched it again and after I thought about it I am going to say Hancock and you know a lot of people have been raving about Black Panther being the first superhero movie with a black lead and that's not really true there were several others but Hancock was a recent big budget movie starring Will Smith as the title character Hancock and spoiler alert we find out through the movie that he um, he's actually one of the Greek gods I want to say Zeus who has been um, separated from uh, his wife maybe they're not Greek gods maybe they're an unknown god pantheon anyway they have to continually separate throughout history to prevent their powers from destroying everything and um, and and every time they do, he anyway loses his memory and has to start all over again. <clears throat> They're immortal, but <clears throat> he um, he loses his memory, and and every time they're separated, eventually they find themselves pulled back together, and that's kind of how the movie ends. They're pulled back together. They have this massive fight. The, it's re- resolved. They, um, they, they resolve it without losing their lives or their abilities. And then nothing. Nothing happened after. And I would love to see the rest of the story. I would love to know what happens. And that's a great a great movie franchise that could be translated really easily into a comic book. I, I don't know why this hasn't been done. For that matter, uh, Iron Giant could be a great comic series. All right, next up, and I've got uh, two more after this, I Am Number Four. I just watched this again last week, and... This is one of those movies that you're like, this. there's no way this is going to be good. And then at the end of it, you're like, wow, that was really good. And you have John Smith, number four, and number six. Again, riding off to find the rest of the nine. The rest of the nine children from their planet. And it's set up and left you... Ready for a continuation of the story. It never happened. And part of the reason is, is because the author of the book 
he never wrote a follow-up. There was a long-awaited sequel, sequel uh, teased. It never happened, and so they never made another movie. And quite honestly, I don't know how it did in the box office. I just know that as a movie, it's it's a roller coaster, action packed, lot of fun, well written, well acted, and um, and and at the end, you feel really, really satisfied, but you want more, and you're ready for the. You, you can't wait till the sequel. And there is no sequel. What are you going to do? It screams make a sequel. And this is another one that could be a great comic book series because they're an alien race with superpowers. And when they all unite, their their powers amplify. And anyway, anyway, great, great concept. Um, two diesel punk movies that desperately need a sequel. The Rocketeer. Yes, the 1996 Disney's Rocketeer. And they, they had initially planned for it to be a franchise. They, they had planned for it to spin off into sequels. However, the movie didn't do as well at the box office as they had hoped. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. Um, but it... Um, it uh, just didn't do as well as they thought it would. And, and so the, the franchise seemed to be dead. Now, there were a lot of comic book series. There's a recent one, Rocketeer at War, which was great, that have you know told further adventures of the Rocketeer. And it seemed like the franchise was dead until last year it was announced that they were going to do a sequel called The Rocketeers, plural, um, and it was going to be a uh, about ten years later, a uh, young female black pilot, African American pilot, um, taking on the mantle to find Cliff Secord, who's been lost. As it turns out, it was announced two weeks ago that it is going to be a Disney animated series. So I, I don't know if that technically counts as a sequel or not. But, you know, this is a movie that could have been a really great, um, a really great series if, if Disney had committed to it and, uh, and done, it, done it right. My last movie that screams the need for a sequel, or at least more content, is Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. This is the quintessential diesel punk film. By the way, on my list, Iron Giant, Rocketeer, and Sky Captain and The World of Tomorrow are all diesel punk classic movies. But Sky Captain and in The World of Tomorrow is the quintessential diesel punk movie. This is the movie you hand someone when they say, what is diesel punk? Well, here you go. It's this movie. Check it out. Love it. Live it. Be it. And this, you know, this movie revolutionized filmmaking. It really did. You know, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and um, Lucas's whole Robert Zemeckis is a part of this group. And um, Ivan Reitman and uh, Francis Ford Coppola were part of this filmmaker super group. 
that Lucas had created, and he invited the brothers who made Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow to come join their group because Lucas saw Sky Captain, and he saw the future of filmmaking. Truthfully, no other movie had ever been made like this. All of the sets... And all of the, uh, everything in the movie was CGI, green screen screen studios, except for the actors. For the most part, there are some CGI actors. Uh, The actors and hand props. Every single thing else in that movie is imaginary. It's CGI. And in some places, you know, because it's been, what, a decade 15 years now since that movie came out in some places you can tell uh, you know on some of the cars you can tell but man it still is a visually remarkable movie and it ends on a on a cliffhanger with the the animals falling down from the ark and um, you know yes the, the conflict is ended but the way it ends, it suggests there's more to come. And it just never materialized. The movie was a, an abysmal failure in the box office, which is a shame, you know, because it was very, I, I want to say it was very esoteric, very surrealistic for the audience at the time. People just didn't get what they were trying to create. Um, you know, this digital mashup of the 20s, 30s, 40s, a little bit of the 50s with science fiction and fantasy and end of the world doomsday scenario it was phenomenal and one of my favorite movies and it screams sequel and they never made it now here's what I really really think they need to do if there's ever any other movie that screams comic book series ongoing series it's Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Think, you know, uh, Captain Midnight. Think Blackhawk. You know, those... <laughs> excuse me. Those are classic, classic comic book series that that Sky Captain could easily, easily emulate. And then I want to I end with an honorable mention. And this is an honorable mention only because... It did get a television series. Several television series, as a matter of fact. And that is Stargate. One of, in my opinion, the finest sci-fi action-adventure films ever made. Gorgeous score. Great story. Very original story. um, Great performances by James Spader and Kurt Russell. And just phenomenal movie and it ends with the uh, military team led by Kurt Russell going back to Earth and Jackson played by James Spader staying on the on the planet now they did follow it up with a television series so I guess it doesn't really count that it didn't have a sequel made but when when it was when it ended when this movie was out it screamed, please make a sequel. And um, anyway, so that's an honorable mention. 
So uh, let's run down that list one more time, shall we? We've got Iron Giant, Last Starfighter, Silverado, Hancock, I Am Number 4, Rocketeer, and Sky Captain. Those are my top picks for movies that absolutely scream sequel. Demand a sequel. You can let us know what you think by sending us an email at SerialBoxPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook at SerialBoxPodcast. Follow us on Instagram at SerialBoxPodcast. And, of course, watch our weekly videos at YouTube at Back of the Serial Box. And you can always listen every week on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in, and until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side. That's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, connect with us at backofthecerialbox.fun. You can leave us a voice message. We'll play it on air. You can leave us an email if you want to go old school. And you can become a contributor at Buy Me a Coffee or Patreon right there at backofthecerialbox.fun. And of course, if you love this episode, share it. Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.